Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Welcome back to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast coming to you from actual Hollywood. Yes. Hollywood adjacent. We're in a podcast studio. We are. And so we can say our names. Right into the microphone. This incredible equipment. I'm Mike Sweeney. I'm Jesse Gaskell. And uh, this is Inside Conan where we're kind of doing a big overview this season of Conan's late night career spanning the years 93 to question mark to, no, to last year to last infinity and beyond and we are it's our first time recording in the new team coco podcast yes studio. this is unbelievable it's and beautiful the first time you and i have seen each it other is. in three months i know the first time i've seen you in from person. the waist down oh, <laughs> i hope you like what you see that's why i wore shorts <laughs> you got you got some great gams Thank you very much. I guess you're allowed to talk to me like this. <laughs> I, I am, but not the it... other way around. Well, you know, I'm glad we're in this new building because I'm assuming there's an HR department here as you well. You would assume that because it looks like that kind yeah, of building, but I don't think I've there is. I've got a report to file. <laughs> well, you only have this recorded audio as evidence. Wait, wait, did you only mention my thighs? What about my calves? Uh, oh, no, the calves looked good, too. Right, a lot you. of definition. Thank you. You know, I'm swimming. I'm working this on it. This studio is awesome. Yo, this, I this, uh, I was just thinking about my legs. Would this like studio. to spend the night here, but, I think. Oh, no, this studio is amazing. Yeah. My first reaction was this is way too nice. Yes. I thought it would be a claustrophobic yeah. little room. It feels weird how nice it is. Yes. And I how not messed up everything is. There's a beautiful new table that I. I know. We've been trying our best be to scratch it up. I know. Other people, I, I don't want to be the one to draw first blood here. So I, others, I stuck my gum underneath it. Oh, good, That'll excellent. Help. And there are amazing four K cameras, cameras everywhere. everywhere, capturing our every move in high definition. Ooh, that's that is <laughs> that's a real deal breaker for me. I know. I didn't. This is the first time I put on makeup to do our podcast, <laughs> and we had to leave our homes. Yeah, it's very strange. And very our strange. our producer and engineers are here. Mm -hmm. This is great. Hello. It's so we can see the yes. life draining out of their faces. Uh, but yeah, it's really nice. There's Conan's office is right above us. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming he, he can tap in any point he wants to. Sure. He's not here today. He's not here. No, I that's why we, we got to park in his parking spot. I know. I know. It's, we have to. Can we only schedule our podcast when he's not here? Yeah. So we can park under the building? 
and record without fear of somebody kicking the door oh down. Oh, my God. Well, we could lock it from the inside, <laughs> right? Okay. It does feel like a panic room in here. That's, you know, I'm going to make a punch list for this room. Yes. We need a deadbolt on the inside because <laughs> he'll just badger someone for the key. So we need a Conan, will, that's true. a Conan deadbolt. We just found out you and I are both doing the same Zoom punch-up. Yes, tomorrow. Roundtable tomorrow. I've never done something like that. Yeah. I've lived in a cocoon. I literally <laughs> Well, you've had worked for one job that's unheard of in yeah, Hollywood. Yes, you've had yes. one job for 20 how many years? Yeah, and I'm like I'm like one of those kids who's been, you know, kept in a closet. Homeschooled? Literally homeschooled and maybe <laughs> left in a basement dungeon for 20 yeah. and I'm like I'm I'm going to be blinking tomorrow. The first time. And, Hearing other people. You're like Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talking and laughing. I'll be like, what are these strange creatures. <laughs> the yeah. So that, but you've done, yeah. you've done some of this. Wh- I've done what a do you few. call it? Table punch up? A round table. Yeah. So can you describe what that is? I mean, sometimes movies want a group of comedians to right. come in and just do like a day of, of brainstorming. Right. And they might have areas that they think, oh, we could. Maybe there's a, a better joke for this in the script. Right, it might right. even be like a full um, story note right. where it's like we need a new character turn and okay. act two. Um, All right. And then we brainstorm. All right. Wow. And then I hope we take a lunch. I don't know. A lunch sounds... Over Zoom, I'm not sure. Oh, right. It's going to be on Zoom. It's like they already did the hard part of writing the whole script. So you just get to come in and put the little cherry on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah, well, I know. And then it's fun. You get to watch the movie and see if they kept right. in your jokes. In. Right, right, right. That, that's how they get people to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <If> <laughs> There's going to be at least five watchers. Let's get 8,000 people to do punch up. <laughs> 8,000 times $18 a ticket. It's cheaper than doing publicity. Yeah. You go, you go to the Burbank AMC 16 and it's all the people all who comedians. did the punch up. <laughs> and they're not laughing at anything. No, no. Except no. their own joke. Ugh. Should we introduce our guest today? Let's introduce our guest. He was on once before. He was. Uh, a long time ago. A long time ago where we talked about his duties as head writer on Conan at TBS. Uh-huh. And today we're going to explore uh, some other areas with him. Yes. But including mo- his love life. Exactly. Because. Which I'm excited about. That all unfolded. On Conan. Yes. Yes. Like we mentioned, there was not an HR department. No, 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 no. <laughs> And but you know what I think even under today's stringent HR I think rules, it would, this one would, it would pass muster. It would pass muster because they worked in very separate different departments. Shows initially, yeah, and then separate departments. Right, yeah. same under the NBC umbrella. Right, and uh, it became must see each other. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! That's the worst thing I've ever. <laughs> you know what? I should have saved that that's for the punch the up tomorrow. Quote. Yes. <laughs> Uh, right now they're like crossing my name out on a list Ooh. must see each other okay no mike sweeney so without further ado here's the must see each other couple <laughs> matt o'brien and megan sinclair Thanks for doing the podcast, man. Yeah. Finally, we're getting to the show that most diehard Conan fans want to talk about. The TBS years. <laughs> That's right. The TBS years. Especially the older ones. <laughs> I grew up watching your TBS show, is what everybody says. That's yeah, right. You were a just just a merely a writer on the show at that point, a Matt. But a peon, a mere writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm sure you were privy to some of what the 
early brainstorming sessions. Yeah, I think the Tonight Show had ended, you know, just about a year earlier. So some of the of that energy had carried over into the TBS show in terms of a longer monologue up top um, and some videotape pieces in the monologue um, were kind of holdovers from the Tonight Show, I feel like, because in the past, Conan hadn't really done a ton of monologue. He would do, you know, three or four mm-hmm. jokes, it'd be a short monologue, and then he'd go over to the desk. But I do remember... The TBS show, if you watch the early episodes, he would do sometimes 10 jokes up top. Um, And then that just started to contract year over year throughout the TBS show. Um, (laughs) Until it was just one gif. (laughs) (laughs) Him touching his nipple. Okay, we're good. Mono's good. So I do remember the early days of TBS, the top of the show resembled The Tonight Show Mm. a little bit, or what we were doing on The Tonight Show a little bit. Then... Mm -hmm he kind of started to just shake some of that energy off and, and it started to, I think, uh, revert back to some of the stuff we did on late night, more sketch heavy. We would still do quick videotape pieces up top during the monologue, but we weren't searching for like 10 jokes to kill time up top. Can you maybe set the table for us um, coming off of the tour Uh that Conan did, the legally prohibited from being on television tour? Sure. Uh, What was the energy like? You guys set up a studio at Warner Brothers and Mm -hmm. office spaces. And what were those first days like for the staff? I think it was actually a really great moment in Conan's career as he had just, you know, The Tonight Show had sort of gone away unexpectedly. And um, I think he had a lot of people in his corner. A lot of his fans came out in support of him. He had this wild... Yeah, new Twitter fans. New Twitter fans. He had his wildly successful tour that sold out, you know, in whatever it was, 25 cities. Yeah, it was sort of this pretty cool moment in his career where he had lost this huge platform but gained all of this support and enthusiasm from his fans as a trade-off. So the TBS show, I remember when it launched, was there was a ton of excitement around it because he was sort of still this people's hero. Yeah. And it, it all happened pretty quickly after the tour ended because the tour ended in June. We were on the air November. November. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Wow. I, I think we took July off. And then we, it was like, okay, yikes. I think it was August, September, October working on the new show. I remember Conan specifically wanting to, um, you know, we made jokes about what had happened and, and how we had ended up here in TBS. But, um, (laughs) I know he, he didn't want to dwell on it. He didn't want to mine it for comedy over and over again. So he certainly, but there were plenty of basic cable, (laughs) including the band being named the the basic basic cable cable band. band. Totally. He, he didn't, he didn't ignore the situation, but he didn't want to be seen as dwelling on it. And and I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was good for anybody if the show was just about that. So I, I do remember there was a ton of excitement um, for him to get kind of back up on the horse mm-hmm. um, after he'd had this really kind of exciting couple of months um, doing this tour. And one thing was, it was like his first time away from NBC. Exactly. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're not going to be able to do any of your old characters. But I, I kind of feel like on The Tonight Show, we already kind of had that mindset of, oh, you know what, let's... Let's try to come up with new stuff and not dwell on the late night stuff. I do remember some some of the stuff that we were talking about, whether or not we could or couldn't use. The stuff was so inane and stupid. He was sort of 
excited of the fact that, that NBC would sue him. Oh, right. For <laughs> using a masturbating bear right. or, yeah, or something, yeah. you know, or, or. You mean if he, if he crossed that he line. He crossed that TBS. line and, yeah, and yeah. they had. Like he wanted to see it in the court transcript. Exactly. Right, and journalists right. had to, <laughs> had to write about the court case. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> he had that joke with the Walker Texas Ranger yes. lever where we had to stop doing it because <laughs> yeah. the actors on that show were going to file a complaint. He goes, I'd love it if he goes, Oh, I'd love it if they did that. Cause they'd have to prove they were actors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think there was a little of that, which was, uh, we'll, we'll use the stuff that we still feel like makes sense to use, but yeah, we weren't gonna, mm-hmm. you know, kayak guy was probably not going to make the move to TBS. Um, <laughs> right. You know, that kind of thing. So I do think that, the spirit of his sort of like we're on basic cable. No one gives a shit now. Yeah. That makes his show better and always has. It's the same with the 1230 show. Yes. No one's watching. Right. It's sort of this right. buried piece of TV real estate that we can kind of do what we want. Right. And, and I think a little of that started to come back into the TBS show because the, mm-hmm. the tonight show, when you were, you were on at 1130 and it was, you know, sort of this storied institution. Yeah. I think it was, it, it was a kind of a, he had to thread a needle a little bit sometimes. Well, and there was probably a lot more network oversight at the tonight show. I there was that. I mean, we, when you started at TBS, where was the idea just like Conan has carte blanche to do whatever he yes, wants? Yes, I, I do remember that yes. was said over and over again. Yeah, they were very. Yeah, um, Steve Coonan, who was running TBS at the time, it was very low key operation. He was literally just. You got the impression he truly was in charge of TBS. Yep, and it was kind of his <laughs> fiefdom, and he was just like, "We want you, we love you, and do whatever we want you want. to do whatever you want." Yep. And at the time when Conan had had been dealing with affiliates and all sorts of, like you said, interference from the network and sort of part of that machinery, I think he loved the idea of someone just saying, you know what, why don't we just get out of the way and let you do your show? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was part of the appeal. And they also, in the summer before they advertised the living shit out of that show, there was a blimp. Right. There was clips before every time we went and saw a movie. You know, in a movie theater, the pre-movie advertising, there was a big commercial of him driving off a cliff. And, <laughs> you know, I, I actually thought it was a really kind of exciting time for him. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, whose idea was the blimp? Was that, did that come from you guys or No, nah, that might have come from TBS. Yeah. Because they, well, they had had, they had Major League Baseball at the time. Yeah. Mm. And so. They were like, we got this blimp if you want it. But yes. They have a, they said, we have this blimp that we've been waiting to use for yeah. <laughs> 30 years. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I went up in the blimp. We shot some stuff of him right. in an actual blimp. Oh, you did? And I went up, we went down to Carson, California, where the Goodyear blimp is stored. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in a blimp. And then <laughs> you just go straight up and you're, it's possibly the most underwhelming experience. Yeah. <laughs> It's like being on the third story of a building (laughs) and looking down. It's like, hmm, okay. We shot a thing where the Conan blimp was stalking Gary Busey. Right. (laughs) And I remember. And Gary Busey participated, right? Oh, yeah, he did. He loved it. Or was he just always running away from blimps anyway? <laughs> That's, I think the idea. I think that. the idea was that exactly. He was paranoid about the blimp uh, or right. any blimp. But I remember when we shot, we shot with him along the coast, and right. he was 
yelling at the pilot to get get the blimp lower. It almost like he wanted to be face to face with the blimp to yell at it. Right. And they <laughs> they got it so they got it just mere feet above the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Uh, oh, and I, and I thought it's possible this could be it for the blimp <laughs> with Gary Gary Busey with Gary Busey yelling oh, at the it. humanity. The, wow. Oh, the humanity. The new, the new Hindenburg. Yes. With Gar- starring Gary Busey. Gary Busey yelling at the Conan blimp. I am stunned by this. Wait, footage. I always remember that footage. I forgot that it was literally shot by the camera on the blimp. Yeah. Because uh, I, I wasn't there. So the blimp came way, way down, down by the, the water. I, I couldn't the, believe that. Yeah. Because, wow. I, I, the pilot was. Uh, it sounds illegal. It, very gutsy. He just kept going, lower, lower, lower. <laughs> He wanted to meet Gary Busey. He was just a big fan. <laughs> Jake Busey was the pilot of the uh, of the blimp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Dad. <laughs> wow, this sounds like a B movie. <laughs> but you know what? He was right. In the end, it was better for the piece. Yes, Gary knows. He knows. Got the shot. It's not his first blimp piece. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing that we've gotten questions about are the uh, episode titles from the early. Mm-hmm. TBS show mm-hmm. episodes. Yes. Do you yeah. guys know why know. that happened? That was actually my bad idea. Ah. I think everybody and, liked uh, that idea at first. Yeah. And some of them were really funny. Yeah, it was a throwback to like 70s TV. Every episode had a title yep. and it right. would show up it was on your... Sort of that police squad. It was yeah. a parody exactly of 70s like tonight's ep- or the FBI like tonight's episode, you know, a, yeah. a bridge friends, too close. Mm-hmm. Like the one where Conan's nipple gets... Right. But then... Rubbed. They started listing the titles like on the website or somewhere. So it just kind of, they started to sow confusion a bit because people are like, wait. Uh, which one do I wait, it's, it's nothing like that title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, which one? Right, right. So, and, uh, yeah, the, and there's you nothing know, about Baba Black Coffee, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Who, who would write those? All the writers. Yeah, we all we'd all just... All the writers. It was like an extra little thing you had to do. Yep. I don't know if anyone... I don't think anyone missed it. What, 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 I, what? I, I, <laughs> well, people have asked about it, so I think somebody oh, did right, miss it. there you it. go. Yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting... Are you sure it's not someone from the inside asking it's about that? Be. Yeah. 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 It could be. Yeah. yeah. How much pressure were you all feeling in those early TBS days? I mean, after, especially after the network had done all this promotion for the show, what was the first week of shows like... I mean, Sweens, you could you could probably speak to this too. I I remember we we had had a lot of time over the summer, and we I, we had a lot of ammo built up. Yes. Yeah. So we had that we had a really good cold open that we had shot, and yeah. Um, I think we had Forte on the Buffalo that first week. Oh yeah. That was right out of the gate. Right out of the and gate. That was your bit. That it was, was your bit. We had it was. We talked to Will Forte, and that's right. Yes. He said how much he, he loved is, working with you. Oh my God, that guy is just—he's great. He is the best. And then I, you know, we had also had some remotes that we built up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. that that standards remote was, I think, that first or second week, which is a classic. Yeah, Conan meeting the the head of TBS standards. Yep, who was a real guy. You know, he just happened to be kind of the perfect foil for Conan. You know, just mm-hmm. being very natural and matter of fact about what had the that rules come up were. from getting notes from this guy, or how do you remember? I think the idea was that now that? that we're on cable, what can are we? What, what oh, can right. or yes. cannot we get away with? Right. 
Right, right, right. Is yeah, it's a much looser. It's going to be much looser here yes. than network. Team. And we had did McCann come in wearing like an ice yes. an ice diaper or a fishbowl? <laughs> yes, like Brian McCann came in. Like Conan would test him with like, well, now what if the you know we brought this costume on the show? And yes. Yeah, Brian McCann, then, who's hilarious, right, and then it saunters in. saunters in. Does he tie his shoe? Bends over to tie his shoe on the way out, or I can't remember. Yes, like and, and just. <laughs> Putting Full his ass in yeah. McCann. The guy's face. Classic, <laughs> McCann, Classic move. McCann move. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell. Starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hey, we're, we're hearing a laugh back there, and I think maybe it's time to bring in... Matt's better half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, finally. Jesus. And Matt's built-in audience. <laughs> oh, God. My poor... Yeah. Man, what a way to My live. My poor, poor, worn-down audience. Yes. <laughs> That's Megan Sinclair, uh, Matt's wife. Hi, Megan. Hi, how are you? You can come in now. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Megan. I'm just quietly sitting This is exciting. Well, we also w- wanted to invite Megan on the show because you two are one of the show's storied couples that met. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> working together on the show. We did. We met working on yeah. Late Night with Conan O'Brien. We did. And that is quite a, a triumph because, boy, oh boy, what an asexual working environment. So for you two <laughs> to have a spark. To find a spark, yeah. And have that spark get oxygen. It's a testament Amazing. to my wardrobe of hoodies and jeans. <laughs> day in and day out. Day in and day out. How Wait, could she resist? Did you remember in the beginning when I, when I, the first time I did Matt's laundry, he yeah. literally everything that came out of the wash was from uh, uh, Bill. Was it Billabong? No, it was a 
It was not. No, 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 no It was no, no. so it was, bad. Um, Wait, were you in your mid twenties? <laughs> no, I had just turned thirty. He was Wait, a teenager. How, uh, what how, was the brand? What was the Quicksilver? Brand? Quicksilver. Um, and Matt came home from work, and I was like, oh, "Is this?" Man. I actually thought he was doing a bit. Like I was like, "This has got to be some sort of." Like, it was. It, it was. Thing. He bought a bunch of clothes at PacSun. Yeah. So so here's what had happened. Okay. <laughs> Um, I didn't think this would come up, oh. but I'm really glad it did. So I can clear the air. <laughs> um, I bet a lot's going to come you know up. What? I lived in LA before I got hired on Conan and I, it was, I had my first writing job and finally could at least just listen. My sense of style wasn't, wasn't great. 13 year old. <laughs> so I went to the Grove in Los Angeles and a stylist on the show that I was working on. I said, I need to get some jeans. Where should I go? And she said, go to Quicksilver. They have good jeans. So I went and I bought like five pairs of jeans and I just bought a bunch of shirts. And then I went to American Apparel, which I think was a a couple (laughs) stores down. And I bought like a bunch of hoodies and some t-shirts. And I thought, well, this will last me for the next decade. (laughs) And uh, in the middle of that, about five years into that run, um, it came to a hard, I, it ground to a sudden halt when I came home <laughs> one day and Megan said, let's talk about what's what, happening uh, here. What I found in the laundry. <laughs> oh, wow. I found all of your clothes. <laughs> so that, that, um, quickly went away, but that's kind of, uh, listen, that's how it happened. It was an innocent mistake. He still had yeah. boxes. He had lived in California before he moved to, before he got the job at Conan. And in then New York. In New York. I lived in New York, then right. California, then And then New he York came again. back to California mm-hmm. for The Tonight Show. And the moving company called because he had not unpacked the boxes that he moved to New York with. Right. So the moving company was confused. It had the old, it had the old moving labels because on them. Because Matt, right. right. Matt just we're scanning these boxes. and they're coming just up as... Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, I had a bunch You're, of stuff <laughs> that I had not packed. He just uh, lived unpacked. out of boxes. So they for said, like so five have, years. Have you? Are they still unopened? Yes. <laughs> they are our kitchen table now. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of plywood and so some cardboard you're planning boxes. Planning ahead. Yes, he said. I, I don't understand. It's, it's, I'm scanning these, and it's coming up that we've already moved these boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Oh, you have actually." You're like a caveman. I think this style evolution had to happen, Matt. I mean, you had to shed that cocoon so that you could emerge well, so I could, as, as the butterfly that yes. you are now. So oh, man. Yes. Check them out. So I could evolve to sweatpants, sweatpants. and, and uh, more sophisticated tattered t-shirts. More expensive, more expensive t-shirts. t-shirts. Exactly right. Well, so can you guys tell us how, first of all, how you initially met and then maybe how you began a, a romance? I'd love to hear. Whatever, whatever is acceptable for listeners. Get ready for the most salacious inside <laughs> Conan. We're primarily a child listeners, so please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have conflicting stories about the first time we met. You, you oh, go right ahead. I love Oh, that. that's great. Mine is right, which okay. was, <laughs> I was. It might be. Matt introduced himself. <laughs> we we're standing in the hallway. I like floated. I didn't ever. What a creep. Well, I know. Well, wait, we, we should set up what your yes. job was. Um, so you're a show photographer. Megan. Yes. I was kind of floating around 30 Rock. NBC. 30 Rock. Yeah. A 30 so, Rock. so what shows? So I worked you... on the SNL floor. Mm-hmm. And okay. but then I came down to shoot Conan when right. Dana 
was not working. And Dana was uh, the show Dana Edelson. photographer. She, yeah, she, she was the show yeah. photographer for years. Okay. And then uh, so I started like filling in a few days for her. So the only time that we ever ran into each and the the studio was not on the same floor as the Conan offices. Right. So we only ever saw each other when Matt had something on the show on the floor. Yeah. Right. I would only pitch photograph comedy. <laughs> Stills heavy pieces. Stills heavy comedy. Yeah. Right. I remember meeting him in the elevator bank <sighs> because it was one of those you had to like put in the floor you were going to and then it would tell you which elevator to go to. And Matt came over and introduced himself and you were having like trouble with the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then my, <laughs> so I, I explained to him Was how this it worked. Bit? I explained to him how it worked. And then I got in, I... my elevator came first and you made some terrible, I mean, very funny joke. Thank you. <laughs> and then the elevator door started wow. to close and Matt was Just like, like we rehearsed. you know, like as the door closed. What a come on pretending you don't know how an exactly elevator Exactly right. Works. Thank you, Sweeney. Yeah. In front of a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you went over and introduced yourself. Obviously, Matt, you were like, oh, there's a pretty lady. I, I said, here's to... a pretty lady. I said, these, cl- yeah. these clothes are not mine. This, these, <laughs> quick, <laughs> these Quicksilver jeans I'm and uh, American Apparel show. hoodie were given to me by wardrobe. Wait till you see what's in my unopened boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I said, I'm definitely a functioning adult. We should get to know each other. Um, <laughs> so, and then you asked me at the rap party. And then I, I so uh, so we, I saw oh. Megan on and off for, for for the better better part of a year. Wait, like dating? By seeing her. No, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no I just, oh, I would bump oh, okay. into her. I would bump into her. Oh, exactly. at the right, elevator. Right. Yeah. At the elevator. And it took you a year uh, before you. Was it a year? Yeah. Introduced I guess oh. for a while. Close to I mean, it. We, we would chat when when uh we saw each other you know what i was so focused on my job that i didn't want anything to interfere (laughs) my create don't worry conan will never listen thank you you. and then as the show started winding down those last few weeks at 30 rock you were there they had photographers there a lot sort of documenting the end of the show Mm -hmm. rehearsals and and all you know so we started chatting more and then um at the rap party and which was actually in the SNL studio uh, for late night. Right. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So you got, okay. The very, after the very last, it was, late it was at that rap show. party that I, I said, do you want to, you know, have dinner sometime? By the way, I'm, move, <laughs> wow. I'm moving to LA <laughs> I'm in, moving two in two months. Um, right. so oh. <laughs> so and then they moved the it up timing. and you left and then they, even uh, sooner. You know what? I think it was three months. And then Sweeney, you called me and said, you know, I think we're going to start shooting remotes early. <gasps> so it was like a right. month or two. And then we kept it together long distance. And Megan worked for Jimmy Fallon's show, actually, for a little while. Oh, because he took over late night. And as you know, part of the nice thing about late night is you do get swaths of time off those two, three week periods mm-hmm. right. throughout the year. So we sort of just kept it together through that. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So you I were officially a couple at that point. It was point. long distance. Yeah. I, I would come out to LA and visit. Yeah. We really didn't date we um, never really in the same town person. for more than like yeah. two months. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting to know each other. And then, yeah. uh, so I convinced Megan to finally, you know, leave her, her job at her steady, comfortable <laughs> job at Jimmy Fallon uh, and move and out move to LA. to Los Angeles. Yeah. Move to Los Angeles where she could maybe, you know, uh, find work. And then, but I said, listen, don't worry. I've got a job. So we're all set. Yeah. And then the, t- right. the Tonight Show ended like, probably two weeks later. <laughs> oh I think it God. was two weeks later. You were like, look at debt. Was it on deadline, deadline or something? And I was like, oh. 
Okay. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> now we're both on so now we have Well, now we're going to really see if this works. <laughs> right. Yeah. What a great test. And Matt lived in a elevator building, so so much pressure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was only one floor up, but I, I had to, I fumbled with it each time just to keep things going. Um, wow. But fortuitously, Megan did some, f- some work on the tour, yeah. shooting a lot of behind the scenes photographs on the tour. And then mm-hmm. they hired hired her full-time as the show photographer when on the TBS show. So uh, it did work out that way. That's great. And then I got to work with um, my wife, every person's dream. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was wondering, did the, I mean, did either of you have qualms about working together? And yeah, I think if we got together? together when we were not working together and then started working together, it would have been more of an issue. I yeah. think just because we had right. always kind of, you know, because we had Known always each other worked together at work. Yeah. Right. That it was, it seemed oh, that's pretty a good fine. point. Another, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, another thing too, is when you're, and Sweens, you know this, Jesse, you know this, when you're putting together a show every day, there isn't a lot of time oftentimes to just sit around. Right. So right. that was actually right. probably yeah. helpful is yeah. Megan was oftentimes and busy and so was I. Opposites yeah. in that you were really busy in the morning. And then mm-hmm. when the show came in after the show, I was busy. Right. Would you guys at the end of the day going home, like we, we drove you separately, probably got, mm. we would drive we would separately, drive separately yeah. right? Right. Cause you had to stay later. later I'm guessing and we wanted the yeah. alone time. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> on the ride home. Would you guys catch glimpses of each other's day so that at the end of the day, like, would you be like, Hey, what was going on there? Or were yeah. you just like, Ugh. we did talk about the show a lot. It's hard. I mean, it's hard yeah, not to because it was like our whole. Would we would. We would lives. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we would put moratoriums right. on it, which is just. Right. We've let's got not twenty talk about minutes work. of talking about. Some. Um, let's just talk about something else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Because it does consume your your life a little bit, and also right. you know socially you hang out with people from work, and you know it. Mm. It definitely. Yeah, that's where like my closest. Yeah, it's Megan's closest friends out here. Are so from it, the was, show. it was. It yeah. was. It is interesting how. Right. So it, yeah, we would try, we would make an effort to, I, I guess, live in blissful ignorance that we work together <laughs> and everything else revolved point. around the show. And we pretended, yeah. we, we pretended we were more dynamic people than we were, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you two being a couple, I mean, d- certainly provided Conan with a lot of oh God, yeah. uh, ammo. Uh, here, here we <laughs> go. Especially because Matt's last name is O'Brien. So my, right. So my, right. since my last name is O'Brien, um... Uh, what did he His always say? His favorite thing used to be that um, you were my safety school. Yes, you married your safety school, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was the Ivy League. Oh, because he, Conan, he was the right. Ivy League. You Conan, were actually in love with Conan. Conan yeah. was the Ivy League, and you married your safety school. Uh-huh. Uh, and yes, that uh, I actually think it was during that time you dur- settled for the less r- talented O'Brien during that, that riff. <laughs> you were backstage. Mm-hmm. It was like during during a rehearsal, mm-hmm. and then. You came out, you happened to be on the show that day. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I remember that. Oh, no. And Mac, he, he, was, uh, he was like, I just don't get it. Like, I think I came out. And I'm not kidding. Out, I think I was wearing. He Conan. came out in an ice diaper. He had, uh, it was I, like this plastic thing that. I uh, think, I don't even think we rehearsed the sketch. He just immediately said, Megan, do you see my point? <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> the, I was, the character was Irish guy in an ice diaper. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what from. I don't. The character was. I can't. Cuck. I can't. <laughs> cuck. Walter Cuck. Walter Cuck. <laughs> uh, I don't. I can't even begin to remember what the context was. 
Did you ever feel in those moments, Matt, like, oh, it it might be nice to not have my wife here to see this or? Uh, it's interesting. You know, when you're in show business, the glitz and glamour blind uh, you to a lot of those shameful moments. And now that we're talking about it, um, yeah. yeah it was, Anger is the, the emotion you're feeling probably the most not, right now. There were so many, too, that. The one where you were you were Batman and oh, Brian God. was Robin and you guys were in like mesh tank tops. We were shooting a and... low rent porn version. It was a porn. Of the oh dark, it was called The Dark Knight Rising. Right. It was a fan <laughs> correction. So yes. um, it was a porno where, yeah, you were Batman. Mm-hmm. Andre Dubachet was Bane. Mm-hmm. And, and Brian McCann, McCann was, was, Rid- was the Riddler. I, re- I remember that that time saying to you, at some point, we're going to have children. And... <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got to draw a line and I'm, we're going to show them the sag after checks <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> nothing will have been worth it and that that'll shut that them right sweet, sweet pen, <laughs> that sweet sweet pension that will be that will be living yeah. off horrifying i had that once where i i think i had to uh on late night make out i was dressed as lincoln and i think i had to make out with ape lincoln uh, travel ape lincoln's one of my favorites i don't know okay but anyway, so, you know, we're kissing and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> and we had two little toddlers. I'm just like, oh, this is, you know, they'll never see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it became, I, I think our show was going to be on Comedy Central for a while or, mm-hmm. or some you other. Know, remember, it was a rerun on CNBC for a while. Uh, Do you remember that? Maybe that, whatever it was, they ran ads to promote the new Conan repeats and they had a clip of Lincoln kissing ape Lincoln. And my little kids are like, Hey, is that you? <laughs> That's like, you, That's right? Dad. Dad? <laughs> That's right, guys. Let's talk. Not ape Sometimes Lincoln. people time travel <laughs> and they make out with primates that come out of the portal. Those are honestly my favorite pitches or favorite pieces that we did when it's, it's, you just changed one letter. Yes. <laughs> a, B, a B to a P and Ape Lincoln crystallizes. Those are my favorites. It's 10 minutes of content. It's not. It's the, it's the least amount of work for an idea that instantly crystallizes in your brain. An idea that came up at 10 p.m. So That's what I always home. loved about Human Centipede Menorah, Todd oh Levin's idea. Oh my God, idea. I forgot about oh, that. Right, right. He pitched it, right? And there, you don't really have to say more than that. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yes, it's all there. <laughs> it's there in the title. It's right there. <laughs> it's ready to go. He added the word menorah to the end of Human Centipede, mm-hmm. and we got eight <laughs> nights of comedy, year after year. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Did you? Did Conan come to your wedding? We he did not. Our wedding was on Shelter Island. Oh, off, off the eastern end of Long Island. Oh wedding. my god! So it was not easy to get to from the west coast. Right. I could have seen Conan wanting to give Megan away. <laughs> <laughs> Walk her down the aisle. Yes. <laughs> um, Give, giving her all these other options mm-hmm. while the walking down the aisle. <laughs> it's had, not too late. We had to email everyone the day yeah, before our wedding that. and well, say, hurricane we're came actually not going to get married tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got married a day early on the night of the what was supposed to be the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically everybody that was in town uh, came and, and we had a small little wedding and then the next day everybody left before her again made landfall except, except for sona 
<laughs> Sona was the, she her. Sona was the first person we saw after That's we got true. married. We went like down to take pictures by the wall. We got married like on a, at an inn that was on the water and we were walking back up. <laughs> it's this massive lawn, one Adirondack chair and just Sona's silhouette of her curly <laughs> hair. Yep. Uh, Completely hammered, come hammered. Oh, that's great. Hammered. Uh, she said, and she well, was like, I mean, well, I didn't know you were going to get married. I didn't know the wedding was tonight. I would have, <laughs> no, I, w- I, I would like, have started like drinking during the day. <laughs> so you're, I said, you're right. This is, it makes all, it totally makes sense. And she stayed, she rode out the She storm. rode out the hurricane in the hotel on Shelter sure. Island. Yep. Um, wow. Her and this hotel staff. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. Yes. They had to stay. They had to stay because so 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 she was there. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's basically what happened. And Megan, who who took your wedding photo photographs? Oh, a friend of mine. Oh. Yeah. Uh Mary Britton, free okay. that I went to college mm. with. She oh. was already in town and she thank God was yeah. was there already and she took she took some photos for us. Are you a good um subject for photography or are you kind of like I'm terrible? Uh, are you, you're probably looking at the lighting and like, wait, why does she have me mm. over by this wall? I, I think the lens cap on. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like being in front of the camera. This is my worst nightmare, and I'm not even on camera. <laughs> uh, it's w- way easier to be behind the scenes. I didn't know that shows had photographers. I, mm-hmm. I was like, well, wait, you're it's on television. <laughs> but so can you give people a sense of what your duties were? Like sure. Day-to-day? I mean, I, I didn't really know about it either. Uh. When I first got the job in New York, yeah. I was literally in an interview for another job uh, for Lauren's company. Mm-hmm. And in my interview, Someone kept calling the woman I was interviewing with and she finally picked up and she just said, I just so vividly remember her saying like, oh, I think I have the perfect person sitting in my office right now. I'll send her over. Wow. And she got off the phone and she was like, you know, looking at my resume, saw that I went to school for photography and she was like, you know, uh, 30 Rock needs needs a part-time photographer. Would you be interested in like going over and interviewing? And that's like literally what I did. It's like walked over to 30 Rock, interviewed, um, and started filling in th- that week. So it was just like a very quick... At, at Saturday Night Live? SNL, I shot like the uh, scenic stuff, like things that needed to be shot for the show, mm-hmm. stills for the show. Got it, got it. Which is kind of how I started out at Conan, too. And that means shooting, like if there's a photograph needed yeah if like we're like, putting conan in a back exactly drop. A back yeah. yeah like right. green screen green screen mm-hmm. stuff um but it was it was really fun 30 rock was such an awesome place to work and yeah i bet and then you graduated to i i'm curious about being the show photographer where mm-hmm. your duties kind of changed a bit to where you kind of recorded the show and photographs every day right yeah so i came to all the shows basically they use them for well, it used to be at actually at at Thirty Rock. They used to do slideshows every night on the online, and they would post like oh. maybe ten to fifteen show yeah. uh, photos from the and show. And that was for for the press, though. For, also, right? and then they would send them to press. And so, if somebody ah. needed to post something or whatever, they had stills for that. You'd shoot all all these photos, and then you had to sit down and get out. Yes. Quickly. Wow, that's a lot. And of then work. Yeah. they also back back then we also like added metadata to everything so it would so you could 
easily, I mean, there were just thousands and thousands of photos from the years so that you had to like categorize all of them and organize them to make it easy for people to access. Wow. Do you still have all those files of all the photos you've taken over the years or did do you have to like hand it over? Yeah, it was interesting. When we left NBC, we Mm -hmm. had to hand over the rights to all those images. Right. Oh, wow. So I have some of them. But, uh, sure. Yeah, you but... hear that, NBC? <laughs> Come knock yeah. I hope you guys are ready to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> You'll take that hard drive from my cold, dead hand. But it was a little more structured then. TBS was more fun to shoot because it was just, mm-hmm. we got to shoot like more behind the scenes stuff. It was more just kind of documenting the whole experience than than getting like very formal, like locked off shots. Of, right. And we can, and, and also, you know, the, the Team Coco website was yeah, the website to come started online, up, and that was really and fun they put to up shoot a lot for. of photos, yeah, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was way more fun. And we had to own our own guest photos, and and like a lot more remotes shooting outside of the studio is always really right, fun. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We started the show started traveling, and those were really great. I remember Warner Brothers, so they decorated the wall with so many of your photos behind yes, the scenes yeah. of remotes, but they they were yeah. great photos. Oh, thank you. I loved those. Oh, they're great. Really great. That's my favorite part of, sh- or has been my favorite part yeah, of shooting the show. Yeah, you shot some random, some random stuff in random places. Yes. Yeah. But when you went to Mexico City, yeah, we selfishly have some really beautiful photos of Mexico City at home because yeah. Megan was there shooting the. <laughs> Conan did a travel show in Mexico City, so yeah, it took a week of taping and stuff. So you were you were there the whole time. Yeah, that was that was really fun. That was a really fun. Sh- shoot Mm. and it was like days of i just felt like there were more and more remotes at uh tbs which became a much more kind of fun and playful environment we did the travel shows right yeah yeah and also comic-con oh god right comic-con yeah (laughs) that was great you both were there for all the comic-cons yes up until the twins were born yeah up until yeah so that'd be five years ago you have twin children we have twins we have twin children twins almost five years old yeah um, Amazing! Wow, you did it. They we would did not it. exist. We sure did. Had uh, we not met at Conan, can you believe that? Amazing! That's true. <laughs> um, That's something they'll have to live with. Conan technically owns your children. <laughs> we had we, we had to release the rights to NBC. <laughs> we had to sign it over to NBC when we left NBC. They're an IP. They're an IP. Uh, <laughs> Megan, do you have a favorite on-screen performance of Matt's? Okay. Oh man, <laughs> there's so many. Pope on a rope. Or least oh, I, favorite. It's so funny. I was thinking of Pope on the rope. Pope on a rope. When you when you said that, <laughs> Pope on a rope was funny. Can you describe Pope on a rope? <laughs> I just remember you flying. Like it was. Well, I can't remember the concept. It was of when it. they were choosing a new pope, and mm-hmm. right. you know the smoke. You wait for the smoke coming from the chimney at the Vatican to change colors, I guess, to change to white. And that means that a new Pope has been selected. Right. And so we had it where the writers had gone into the writer's room and the smoke coming up from the writer's room chimney was still black. But when it turns white, that means they have an idea, a comedy idea for the no, new right. Pope and then selection <laughs> process. And so in the middle of the show, the, <laughs> the smoke turned white and this had been uh, two or three weeks of of debating back and forth, brainstorming. brainstorming uh-huh. And we're now going to unveil <laughs> our new Pope comedy idea. Uh, here it is, Pope on a rope. And it was just a Pope so swinging tough. on a rope. I love that you were cast uh, as changed. the Pope. The first I, time I saw you in a bit, though, I didn't know it was you, but I was like, oh, that mm. poor guy. Because 
was this a late night? It was at late night. Yes. He sure, flubbed, you he like flubbed, Thank you. He flubbed his line. I fl- the first time I was on the show, I flubbed my line. <laughs> I was Poseidon. This was right. your first on-camera appearance, Matt. It's my first And you camera. were shirtless. Painted blue. You were dressed as Aquaman. Aquaman or yes. Poseidon or something. Yeah. Poseidon, right. yes. And you appeared at the top of the stairs. So you commanded this entire, the, <laughs> the literally entire studio, studio audience, audience was turned around to entire, look at you. Yeah, it was like, shut up, it, listen to this. The entire studio audience, show, and network the National Broadcasting Corporation <laughs> was then focused on me, dressed in a blue tight singlet as Poseidon. <laughs> and uh, I said, uh, I am the Aqua King. Every creature of the sea obeys me. My powers are limitless. And I just flubbed the word limitless. You flubbed the perfect And of course the camera cuts to Conan and without missing anything he goes, apparently not your powers of speech. Which of course was a huge laugh. So I had flubbed. I had turned left into a gold mine. Yes. Because he then became the hero of the moment. I remember finding out that it was you like literally years later and I was like, oh my God, that was you. Oh no. I'm having children with him. I know. Yes. I was like, I'm oh, at, I he need can't a work an elevator. He can't say what, the word limitless. <laughs> limitless. God. Here's the ironic thing: is is that that moment made it into many blooper reels and sort yes. of outtake reels, which, yeah. as yes. you know, when that reruns, you get paid. Again. Right. So oh. I accidentally flubbed myself into oh. into Just residual. Yeah, exactly. Um, all it cost me was all my dignity. <laughs> <laughs> But you get $7 checks a few times a year. Well, but yeah, I got to buy more Legos for the kids. So. <laughs> um, going back to Comic-Con, we haven't gotten to talk to anybody about Comic-Con that much yet. Yeah. Um, and so I think some of the best moments of the TBS era are from the Comic-Con shows. Can you, Absolutely. either of you, walk us through the process of writing and preparing for those shows, Comic Con was wild. Comic-Con that was, was like wild always it was a... intense. It was it was particularly intense from a writing standpoint because we we did we were preparing a ton of comedy. Yes, for those shows, um, four shows, four shows, all of it though prepared in advance, spanning the week, all prepared in advance, and we and we. It's not like we took you know, a month off to really right. write and produce those ideas. We were doing it concurrently with the with the nightly show. Right. So you kind of had to, it was kind of spinning plates because you had to make, hopefully, the the our regular nightly show in Burbank, you know, hopefully there wasn't a drop off in quality while we were also writing and producing a ton of this Comic-Con stuff mm-hmm. for yeah. a month or maybe even two months leading up to it. Um, and it, it ate up a lot of the department's time. That's exactly too. right. Yes. So wardrobe. It was very production. If you needed a costume for the show that night, wardrobe said well i I would oftentimes say i'm not sure we can do it because we're making some insane you know stretch armstrong for for comic-con that's taking taking 10 10 men and yeah twenty five thousand dollars an hour that that will that we won't use yeah exactly we'd make about four times as much comedy as we would even that's right because you didn't want to get you didn't want to get down there and have too little obviously yeah right so we would always over overdo it so that we had plenty to choose from yes and and you kind of want it's psychological too 
even just with Conan, where you know you want him to feel like, oh, the, yeah, there's plenty to this choose is a, from. A, a well-stocked buffet. Nothing's being forced. No, nope. no, there's nothing he has to do. And it keeps that's him. All I, we've that, got. It, I will say it keeps him comfortable and excited about the week when you have yeah. good piece after good piece. Um, also, right. uh, the show saved on a hotel room. Because it's Megan true. and I could share a hotel room legally. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, on some level, that's where the saving. On, exactly. on some level, the show was saving money that week. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks. They to should us. have paired us all off with somebody. <laughs> we all should have. <laughs> like a key party. Yeah. Would you two get really into the party scene down in San Diego? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Doing the head writing during Comic Con was one of the more tiring weeks I think I've ever had. Yeah. I feel like you didn't really, you didn't, that was like when you stopped going out. I, I didn't see anybody really. <laughs> yeah. You can't because you have to get everything ready for the next day yeah. and you're there. Yes. But by the time you're done, I think at, at the end of the day, you just want to go sleep. You kind of have to yeah. put out any potential fires the night before. Right. Because day of you're in a theater, you don't have your, you're not in your home, home turf. So you kind of have to stay ahead of way ahead of things if there's if there's going to be yeah any particular production issue or prop issue mm-hmm. or wardrobe issue. So there's a lot of or script issue. Nothing would be decided like a, after each show. You'd go okay. What are the next best things we're going to do tomorrow? Right. Exactly. So so there's a lot of last minute and planning. occasionally if something did really really well that first night or two you'd maybe want to bring it back for the Wednesday right. or Thursday show. So right. now you've, you're starting to write that that script. Well, I I remember speaking of putting out fires. Um, one year Conan like had got a uh, lost his voice right before. Right, uh, yes, he got about a steroid shot in his yeah, throat filming. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, how did that get resolved? Because I remember it was like he had to get a steroid shot. He got a he got a steroid That's shot right. in his throat and did not talk. Wow, he did not talk for. Is that a needle going into your throat? I, that's a good question. I don't I know. know. That's what they did for <laughs> Well, me. we have another episode of Inside Conan coming yeah. up. This is the medical the condition. Dentist, condition. The dentist that he found, or the ENT that he found. To, um, I do believe he, though, once he had some, once he saw that doctor, I think he was kind of, I, I think he was sort of just trying to get through the week. Yeah. But he was on those steroids almost all week. Yeah, and he couldn't talk all day. By so. the last night, I remember you, there was cracks in the dam forming. Yeah. You could tell. But it was much better than when, I mean, initially it was like it was completely gone. Correct. The night before we were supposed to start that is absolutely doing correct. shows. And then it was But it was, was great. Kind of you magic. could insult him all day. When <laughs> he wasn't able to respond. <laughs> Finally. And be like, I'm sorry, what's that, Conan? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. hear. The thing is, is that you, that wouldn't have stopped him. That's yeah. like putting a, <laughs> like putting a, a, a treat in front of a dog and saying, leave exactly. it. not going to happen. <laughs> or he'd literally just table it till when his voice came out. <laughs> Bring it back. And there's like, all right, you guess who can talk again? Uh, he had back. David hopping with a legal pad. Writing down <laughs> each moment to respond to. Jesse and I got to shoot a, uh, a pre-tape for a Game of Thrones parody. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was also, so much fun. Andy Daly was in it. Oh, I love yeah, Andy Daly. Yeah, it was so, so hilarious. But He's so funny. Conan yeah. got made up. It was after the season where we saw Melisandre's Melisandre. real form, like right, when she right. takes her necklace off and then she <laughs> right. becomes the old woman. This, this withered old woman. Yes. Yep. And so it's Conan in his hotel room in San Diego. And Andy Daly's the 
the bellhop who's like keeps coming back trying to be helpful, but Conan is yes, keep putting has, his necklace on so that he doesn't yes, answer the yes. door as an old withered right. woman. That's when we shot right. in Burbank, right? Yeah, we, we shot, shot in that Burbank. in Burbank. I remember at a hotel. that. And we had Conan in this old woman's. <laughs> I, I mean, it was amazing uh, prosthetic suit. It was great. That that was amazing. He, well, he shot the A side. Yes. Before the, before the transition. And then he had to go into a adjacent hotel room for like hours. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. It took a yeah. couple of hours to get all that makeup on, but he loves that, that stuff. Cause he knows it's worth, <laughs> he knows it's worth it. I do remember when that Melisandre clip played at Comic-Con. Cause we thought, well, I think people know this moment, you know, and people, it, that was an absolute nuclear explosion of laughter. <laughs> people knew exactly what we were doing. Yeah, it was which is so, so satisfying. Great. It was so satisfying. Those crowds they were, were so nerded I know. out on I would anything. Love, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, are they? Sci-fi. Are we sure they're going to know it? And it's like, uh, yeah, yes. they know it. They're, They've got the test. Gonna poke, they're going to poke <laughs> holes in it immediately. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to well actually it. Um, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, one last question we like to ask people is: Do you have any favorite? Do you have a favorite Conan memory? It could be on or off screen. You know, we have kids now. Yes. Um, and they're, they're, will be almost five. They're twins. And, and the first time Conan came over to our house, um, you know, he's obviously a very silly man. And he kept pretending like he couldn't find the bathroom and bumping, bumping into, <laughs> bumping into walls in the kitchen. And they were going nuts, going like, no, no, Conan, it's the right bathroom, there. it's right there. And he'd say, okay. And then he would walk into another wall and, and <laughs> he ripped off your elevator bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember for the next, you know, after that happened, like for the next month or two, and it still happens occasionally, like we'll just be driving and they'll just be quiet and I'll be like, that Conan's so silly. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we couldn't find the well, bathroom. Conan's really great with kids. He's it's so fun good to watch him yeah. yeah. with little kids. And he's just kind of a physically a cartoon anyway. So, yeah. right. but I just, they just occasionally, I don't know why it, cro- it just will cross their mind occasionally and be like, man, that Conan's so silly. You couldn't find <laughs> yeah. the bathroom. It's really funny. You know, and then they'll just move on and they'll just be like, okay. <laughs> so silly. Right, right. Uh, so that's kind of a, in terms of a full circle memory, because we met yeah. at his yeah. show, dated, we're married and had kids and uh, it kind and of, met the kids. Yeah. kind of, uh, for better or worse, kind of goes through him a little bit. I love that. Yeah. That's a great story. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for thank having us. Thank you for having us. This was really go fun. Get those thank kids. you. We got to go yeah. get them from preschool. <laughs> uh, You're going to get them, right? <laughs> What's that? I'm getting them. All right. That was Matt and Megan. Thank you guys. And uh, I think I think doing that interview helped strengthen their marriage. I agree. Yes. It felt therapeutic. Yeah. I think it was good for, for both of them. We should check and make sure they're still married. Next time we'll have them on with their twins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They have very cute twins. They are very adorable. Hey, speaking of adorable. Yeah. Our listeners are adorable, aren't they? Oh, Jesse, they really are. (laughs) Here's one of those adorable listeners now. Hi, Mike and Jesse. My name is Todd. I am a huge fan of the show and love you both. Uh, Thank you so much for the entertainment. I live in Burbank, California, not far from where you guys filmed the Conan show on the Warner Brothers lot, and that's where my question begins. I know that you had a lot of interesting stuff at your disposal, a lot of big backstreet city facades and neighborhood facades and lakes and plants and things, and I was just wondering if you ever 
started writing a sketch or a bit just by walking around the lot and looking at what you had at your disposal and thinking, hmm, what can we do with that? What can we do with this? Or if it was just a fun place to be. Uh, so can't wait to hear my answer on the air. Uh, love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Todd. Todd. Is Todd going to do the answer? That would be great. I know. Todd's, uh, I, I love it. He lives right in Bur- beautiful yeah, Burbank. In Burbank. We've probably crossed paths at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Maybe they're on Olive, Olive and Time. Do you go to Olive and Time, Todd? Or if he lived on the lot, I think we would oh, yeah. more he likely to run into him. Right. He, he lives in that fake New York street. <laughs> That's a good question. It is a though. really good question. How about for you? For, uh, I mean, working on the Warner Brothers lot was awesome, first yes. of all. It feels very Hollywood. Oh, man. It's, it's, we were talking about uh, this recently. It's just Universal is half studio, but mostly theme, theme park. park. Yeah. Whereas Warner Brothers is all about making things and it's just a studio. And it's stuff you've seen in movies and TV shows before. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's the that's Central Park on Friends yes, or The yes. Fountain. No, so many TV shows and, yeah. and so many giant, all the Warner Brother movies, mm-hmm. most of them are shot at least in part on that lot. And yeah. And the I mean, it's amazing because so the back streets are a little bit nondescript. So they're kind of like any town USA. Right. They're generic facades that then yes. they dress with signs and mm-hmm. window dressing and to, to make it feel whatever. more town specific. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a sort of jungle area that you can go in right. and it can be the woods. They called it the lagoon, right? The lagoon. Wasn't it the lagoon? Yeah. Was there actually a lagoon? Uh, there was a, a cement pond uh, okay. that they would fill with water when they yeah. were fil- because they filmed True Blood back there. Oh, that's which, right. Which when when you knew that and then you'd watch True Blood, yeah. it's just like it's that's cra- the same swamp. Yeah. It, and it's so small, but mm-hmm. it's crazy. The effect you can get just by your camera Different angle. Different angles, yeah. That that if if you if the camera widened out just six inches, you'd see a park the park right. the beginning of the parking lot. Yeah. It's literally that black and white from one section to the next. I know that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Todd's question was I don't remember. Did we get inspired oh, right. yeah, yeah, by yeah, working yeah, yeah. on the lot? Well, first of all, I wanna share something, which is yes. that when I first started working at the show, yeah. I would get really stressed out in the afternoons when we'd have to come up with stuff. Sure. <laughs> when we'd have to pitch yeah. ideas. And there'd sort of be a quota of, of pitches that we had to turn in. Yeah. And I would always go for a walk around the lot because that... that was a great way for me to just calm down a little bit. And, and walking <laughs> really gets your brain working yes. and, and, and can clear the mental log jams. Yeah. I mean, so many writers say that, mm-hmm. that walking really can help. So it was like pacing, but... And you'd run into all the other writers? Yeah, I actually... Yeah, no, um, at one point, Levi McDougal and I started going for walks together. Oh, that's and then, great. And then we go to Starbucks, and then it eventually just became going to Starbucks. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Would he just put his head in and like, all right, the meet, let's time. go. It's let's time. Let's go. Yeah. Being the head writer, I never left my uh, you didn't, office. I know. I you ne- wouldn't even go to lunch. No. Because yeah. we had to rehearse at one. And right. there were, you'd be doing all these script changes and looking at pre-tape edits. And I found there was, there's just no time. So it wasn't until I stopped being the head writer and just worked on the travel shows and Matt became the head writer that I was like, I and even then it was almost like a year went by and I was like, I can leave this building. Like yeah. I literally and you can went have out. boundaries. Yes, and I I, wa- <laughs> I started exploring. Yeah, and because you'd like to do that 
normally oh, yeah, yeah, in your yeah. life. I mean, you're an explorer. I'm yeah. I'm nosy. And you like to travel. Yeah. So I, I just started snooping around oh, that's great. the lot. And I I loved it. I loved it. Because yeah. it's, there's so much, like I went by, snuck into like Jack Warner's office building. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's that whole Rose Garden area that's really yes, lovely. Yes, And we don't. And I just heard to use it. I just read about it in the New York Times <laughs> a couple of days ago. They were like, that's where the new head of, uh, you know, HBO Max, the new Discovery Plus, where they decided to pull the plug on CNN Plus. Oh, funny. And I was like, I know exactly I know that where office. that is. Yeah, yeah. I know that office. That's where they, they, they put a stake through uh, Chris Wallace's heart. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so it's 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 cool to walk around, isn't I know. it? I never got used to, I never took for granted being on that lot we were, every day. It was very... It seemed special. Hollywood, yeah. I felt very lucky. Me too. And I was always hoping to see, I mean, did how, did you see celebrities a lot? No. I was, I, people always saw Clint Eastwood. I saw Clint Eastwood never and I saw her. Francis McDormand. I'm sure never I saw, saw her. Plenty of other people. Yeah. I was always looking once I knew. His I saw Conan once. I saw oh, Conan. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, but, yeah. but go ahead. You always were what? <laughs> no, once, because uh, towards the end, I'd heard LeBron James's production right. company was, was on, on that lot. Yes. And I was hoping to see him, but I right. never did. Oh, and you know what? I did see him. You did? Yeah, I saw him uh, just walking near our control room one day. Oh, funny. Yeah. And I said, uh, <laughs> you're uh, kind of far from the Staples yeah. Center. And we laughed oh, and laughed. Oh, gosh. And then he issued a restraining order right. against you. Yeah. And then he said, uh, you know what? I don't think you should be on that table read punch up thing tomorrow. <laughs> That's worse than must, must see relationship bad line. But Todd's question was, did yeah, we ever get inspiration? I, the uh, one thing that I can think of, I'm yes. sure I'm forgetting some things because I showed a lot around the lot and it was always mm-hmm. fun, especially in the lagoon area. Right. I really liked when I'd have to go in there and it would be like, all right, we're in the woods. Right. Um, I think I did, I did a few things back there. One I do remember getting inspiration from is we were across the street from the, or across the the way from Ellen studio. Yes. And I did get a lot of inspiration from the Ellen studio because her audiences would come in at Christmas time. Right. And they'd get their, it was like the giveaway time of year. And was it like 12 days of Christmas? Yeah, 12 or something? days of Christmas. And they'd that, leave with they get insane flat screen TVs yes. and, you know, Xboxes. Like they need carts to carry all the yes, loot. To carry them to the car. Yeah. And so I did write a bit about the audience stealing stuff from the audience members and how right. to do it. Right. I, that was a great bit. Um, it, it's that our audience, the Conan our audience, audience members, members get to. Steal rip stuff. them off. Right. But then they end up on the run. They're on the lamb. They're on fugitives. The lamb. They're fugitives. And then they, they end up in that in the lagoon woods. Oh, but that's Ellen where you finds shot them and throws them into the <laughs> Warner Brothers jail and then brands them with her logo. With the Ellen logo. With the wow. Ellen logo. And I remember my favorite shot of that is there's this it's just through someone's feet as the brand is coming onto their faces and the feet are wearing Converse. Right, right. Her so signature you know cut. Right. Ellen, you know it's yeah. Ellen. We should we did a few things about Ellen being right there. Yes. I know Todd Levin yeah. shot something in fake New York. Or he right. he really liked to the fake New York street he, with all the brownstones. He loved he kind of loved the fake I think he shot fake Italians on the fake Yes. Right? Wasn't that the idea? Yeah. On the fake New York so street. So kind of leaning into it. Leaning which into is it. Exactly. Smart. Because yeah, there was no I mean, especially if you spend any time in New York, you, no, one, 
<laughs> yeah, we've talked about Seinfeld being filmed right. there, and the California there's no way. Yeah, yeah, is a dead giveaway. <laughs> You're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's way too That's much sun. The Fox lot. Yeah, I wonder if Todd's taken the tour. They have a great. Yeah, we the the tour of Warner Brothers. You can sign up for it. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing tour. it even since oh, we left the lot. Yeah, or like if it'd you be had, fun if you had. Friends visiting from out of yes. town. That seems like a great That's idea. That's a great time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to go to the you there's go to a museum. The, the museum. And you go the Warner Brothers. You get museum. your there's a Harry Potter section. You get, uh, the yeah. whole second floor they just gave over you, to Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. You get, they have a sorting you, hat. Your name out of the sorting hat. Ugh. Right, right, right. I mean, it's terrific. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get you go to the Friends Fountain and the Sure. Friends coffee shop and stuff. Okay, well Well, thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. We'll see you around Burbank. Yeah. If any of you Burbank dwellers or not yeah, yeah. have questions for us, well, you know what? You could email us. I yeah, know this email one. Us. Email us at insideconanpod at gmail.com. Right. I knew the dot com part. Or you can call us 323-209-5303. Oh, there you go. Was that what you were going to say? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Was at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> so please call us with please your questions. Call us. And, oh, I hate to say this, but if you like this show... You can support us by rating Inside of Conan, course. an important Hollywood podcast Don't on iTunes afraid. and leaving us a review. Yes. It's anonymous. We won't know it's you yes. giving us those glowing reviews. Give it up, folks. Right. Because you can hear the proximity in our voices. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you Oh, we tell? can touch. We are touching We're touching. Wait, we should stay like this for the... Okay, yes. We love uh, you. you. <laughs> Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Sean Doherty. Our production coordinator is Lisa Byrne. Executive produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. Engineered and mixed by Will Beckton. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista and Paula Davis. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. It's the Conan Show. Put on your hat. It's the Conan Show. Try on some spats. You're gonna have a laugh. Give birth to a calf. It's Conan. This has been a Team Coco production. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.